When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. It's Dan. Welcome to our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. It's prediction day. So today, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Pasco, and I are making our predictions for Sunday's Cardinals-Browns game. Uh, rushing yards, all sorts of stuff. We get into all kinds of little prop bets that we came up with. And then, of course, at the end, we make our game picks. Uh, so stay tuned for that coming up here on our Friday Orange Brown Talk podcast. If you're not a football insider subscriber, head to clevelandicom slash Browns. Click the blue banner at the top of the page. You get a daily newsletter, access to exclusive stories on clevelandicom slash Browns, and you can become one of our text subscribers. So make sure you check that out. All right, here we go. Our Friday Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Here we go, previewing Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals. Browns Cardinals, uh, 4 o'clock start for this one at First Energy Stadium. We're going to make some prop uh, bets or some predictions here, and then we'll try and pick the score later. I'm just going to put this big blanket disclaimer over all of this uh, because earlier today, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, the Cardinals have had some positive COVID tests. Uh, We only know about Chandler Jones, uh, who tested positive earlier in the week. Uh, but we don't know who exactly. We don't have names attached. Don't know if it's key players or not. So just that big blanket disclaimer as, as we go along here uh, with, with some of these predictions. But Scott, why don't you get us started? So I'm going to recycle one that uh, I think Ellis uh, brought up early in the season. And I think it's worth revisiting here, especially this week. Uh, and it's basically who do you want on the field at the end of the game with the game on the line? The Browns offense or the Browns defense? Uh, neither, well, we haven't seen a game yet where both sides of the ball has played, have played well together. It's kind of been back and forth all season. And now you add in all these injury questions from this week, all these guys who are showing up on the injury report. And if they are out there practicing, it's on a limited basis. Um, we've had guys who said, yeah, sure. I'm playing. Um, but we've also seen games this season where guys have tried to play and didn't make it through the whole game. So, Again, I guess I'm just going to throw this out, which, which, and really this is kind of a question in disguise. We're really asking which, which side of the ball do you have more confidence in going into this game? Uh, I'm not sure where I land on this right now. So I'll throw it out to you guys and maybe you'll convince me one way or the other. Hmm. It's, it's a good one. It, it, you know, it really is a good one again. And I think what makes it good is that you could make a case for either way, right? I mean, you could, it's like six of one, half a dozen of the other, and you really have to think about what you want to do. Um, I think in this particular game, I think I'm going to, I would go with, I would rather have, it's going to be surprised. I would go with the offense. 
on the field in, in this game. Uh, because I think in part, once again, they have a bad run defense. And anytime you can exploit a true weakness like that, uh, I would take that kind of a matchup any day when you've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Now, those guys are banged up, albeit they're banged up. Neither of them are practicing again today for the second straight day. But I think a lot of that is to get them to the game healthy. So I still think the Browns are going to have their running game out in full force on Sunday. And I would take that matchup against uh, the Cardinals run defense. So I'm going to go the opposite way. Um, but that's under the assumption that the Browns are mostly healthy. So they've got Garrett, they've got Clowney, they've got Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom on the field. So that's what the assumption that they, that all those guys are playing. Um, I'm going to go with the defense just because I like the idea of, like Miles and Jadavian and all these guys just chasing down, just chasing around Kyler Murray and making him, he's never uncomfortable. You know, I said on our, our video that Mary Kay and I shot that Kyler almost wants to be under pressure. Uh, but still, I like the idea of, you know, at the end of a game, he's trying to make a play. He does one of those plays where he turns his back on the line and ends up 15 yards behind the line of scrimmage and Miles is right there. So... I, I'm going to go with the defense because I think they're they're prone to like making one one play. And I know I'm saying this after they gave up 47 points and 400 some yards, but I think they're capable of making like one play to end the game. Yeah, this is this is hard because you're right. Kyler Murray seems to really I mean, he thrives under pressure. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league under pressure. And he doesn't get pressured that much like ranks 31st in pressure dropback. So even when you do get pressure on him, he does well. Uh, so that's a problem. And then on the other side of it, I'll have a, a post up. It might already be up uh, on the website about the Browns issues on game winning drives kind of revolving around the fact that Baker Mayfield's having a really hard time connecting passes deep downfield this season. And it's really hard to move downfield and pick up chunks when your quarterback is, you know, 0 for 11 on deep passes over the last two games. Um, so one of those things has to, I guess, go against the grain and go against the norm if, if they were in a situation of having to pull out a game. Uh, and it's really hard to pick them. I, I guess I would have more faith in, in, in Miles right now and maybe the defense uh, coming up with a play to kind of win a game than I do uh, the offense pulling out a, a decently sized drive to win, to win a game. Um, especially if you have two backup tackles in there this week, which could be the case. So I guess I'd probably lean towards the defense, but it's, it's either way just is not a great choice right now because, and I mean, we're talking about a three and two team, by the way, it's not like, you know, the Browns will start off 0 and five. It's just going into this game. There's just, there's just a lot of questions on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I was going to bring up the, the tackles, too. I think that is going to be a, a factor. Here we are uh, taping this on Thursday, and Jed Wills tried to practice on Wednesday, uh, did a couple reps early on, backed off of that. He was on the bikes today. Jack Conklin, at least there was a sighting of him today, but he's on the bikes. Uh, so you've got, you know, you've got your two tackles, and if, if they can't play, you're down to, once again, Blake Hans and James Hudson. And you don't know yet if Chandler Jones is going to be back 
from COVID-19. It's tough to get back. When you go on that list on a Tuesday, you've got to return two negative tests within the span of 24 hours. It's really hard uh, to get back after that. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who's rushing and who's blocking for the Browns. Okay. So let, let's kind of stick with the defensive side of the thing here since uh, Scott and I both went that way. My prediction had to do with what this defensive line can produce. So uh, Kyler Murray this season has been sacked 10 times, uh, twice in week one, three times each in week two and week four, twice in week five. Uh, he's been sacked. When you, when you watch Kyler Murray, he will, he will make play. I, I love watching him, but he'll make plays that just leave you scratching your head. Sometimes he'll drop back. Like I said, he'll drop back 15 yards, turn his back on the line. And then he just kind of takes an Eli Manning sack because, because he doesn't want to get hit. And frankly, I don't think he cares if it's second and 24, he'll do something with that. So I think the Browns are going to sack Kyler Murray a good amount on Sunday. Not going to be like the bears game, but I'm going to put a little high number on this. I'm going to say over under three and a half sacks. So they'll either have four sacks or uh, three or fewer. So what do you guys think? Over or under three and a half sacks against Kyler Murray on Sunday. And we're, we're going to assume that the three top defensive ends are all playing. Yeah, that'll be an important part of it, having all those guys healthy. Um, I, but I'm going to go under for kind of for what I said before. It's, it's hard to get pressure on Kyler Murray. Um, and when people play a team like the Browns, they're going to game plan for that defensive line, maybe more than they will against most teams because of what they have up front. So I, and, and I think the Browns, not that they're not telling Miles Garrett to go get the quarterback, but this is also a game where you really have to be careful of those lanes you leave open when you do rush. So uh, I think you want to get pressure um, and then hope the back end does their job on knocking down passes, not allowing yards to catch, things like that. So I, I don't think they're going to sack them many times. So I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I think I'm going to take the under as well. Um, but there is one, I think, important thing to note here. Uh, and that is that um, the Cardinals all-pro center, Rodney Hudson, has been ruled out for this game. And I think that's really important. I think that's really important when you have a guy like that that hasn't, I don't think he's given up sack. I think he's like, he's off to a, he was off to a tremendous start. And, um, and I think that's, I think that's a key thing heading into this game is that they're going to have a backup center. I mean, not only do you have to worry about, you know, the snap exchange and all that kind of thing, but you do have to worry about middle pressure and the Browns have, a couple of really, really good tackles. I mean, Malik McDowell is really coming on strong. I don't even think he's reached anywhere near close to his potential yet uh, coming up through the middle there. And of course, Kyler can get out of there in a hurry and he's probably going to have to do that. But, um, but I think that, that that's just going to be something to watch in this game. Having said that, I still think I'm going to go with the under. I, I, you know, I, I'm guessing they maybe three, but I don't think they'll have more than that. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be aggressive here. I'm gonna take the over, not just to be contrarian here. I, I think I was gonna go over anyway, but I think they'll they'll end up with about four sacks in this game. Just be, and, and some of them are gonna be cheap sacks, right? I think they'll get a couple where it's just like I said that Eli Manning Kyler just kind of slides down because he doesn't want to get hit um, sack. So I, I think they'll I think they'll get to him, but like. You know, again, in a weird way, I don't think it's necessarily going to be indicative of them like dominating the game like they did against the Bears. I, I just think there's going to be opportunities for them to make some plays. And so I'm going to take the over here um, and, and I'm going to say four sacks for the Browns. And let's say another multi-sack game for, uh, for Miles Garrett, especially after he put that, that stuff out in his front yard. He's almost got to he's almost got to have a multi-sack game now uh, in, in this one. Mary Kay, what have you got for us? Uh, you know, I am going to go with um, the over and under on points. The, the Cardinals uh, have become just the fifth team in NFL history to have 400 yards and 30 points in each of the first four games uh, of a season. The 2013 Broncos did it, uh, 2011 Patriots, 2007 Patriots, and 2002 Raiders. Uh, that's a lot of darn points that they're scoring. And, you know, they've played some pretty good football teams so I am wondering uh in this game will they score over 30 points again and what the heck let's go with the yardage too um I'm putting the over under at 30 points and 400 yards for this football game Scott what do you think I think I think this is this really seems like one of those games that's going to be similar to the Chargers scoring-wise. It's going to be the game we thought, again, we, we were going to get with the Vikings, too. Uh, so, yeah, I'm totally anticipating the Browns needing to score in the 30s to win this game. Uh, 400 yards for the Cardinals? Sure. I mean, if we're, if we're getting a high-scoring game, I think, I think that happens. Um, I'll take the over on both of those. Okay, so it was Cardinals over 30 and yardage over 400. Yep. I'm going to go. So a part of me wants to be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a shootout. Like, gung-ho, let's go. You know, I'm one for one on that in these last two weeks. Um, I think this game will probably end up in the 20s for both teams. So I'm going to go under on the points. And I, I guess I'll go under on the yards, maybe just a shade under, um, especially because, you know, the other thing is we don't know exactly what's going on with Kyler's shoulder yet. And that, you know, that's always sort of been his issue. I think it happened last year. He got off to that hot start and he got banged up and he wasn't as good in the second half. This is a similar situation. You know, the guy's basically, you know, one of the MVP candidates in the first four weeks hurts that shoulder against San Francisco are there going to be lasting impacts of that? You know about Baker Mayfield's, he's got a shoulder issue too. So yeah, I'm going to go under on both accounts. I think this game ends up in the twenties and I think I could see both teams getting close to 400, maybe not going over. So I'll take the under on both. You know what, what's weird about this game is, I mean, here the, the Cardinals have been rolling along. Everything is great. They're five and oh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. And it just seems like as the week gone has gone along, they have just started to like fall apart. Right. I mean, it's like, <laughs> nobody knows 
What is going to be showing up on the Cleveland Browns doorstep on Sunday? We have no idea. Is Kyler Murray even going to play? Is he one of the positives? Like, who knows? There's a huge mystery in this right now. Chandler Jones, is he going to play? Um, and then, yeah, so if, if they end up with, like, one more positive, they're in sort of, like, COVID hell uh, coming into this game, and, and things change in terms of the protocols and all of that. So. Um, I don't know where this is going. Like I said before, I also think it's significant when your all pro center is out. I think that's kind of a big deal. So it might be tough for them to get 30. As you mentioned, Dan, he's got the, Kyler has the shoulder injury. Uh, so it might be difficult to get there, but I still think they're going to get there for whatever reason. I don't know. I still think that they are going to get, um, get over 30 points and it's going to be, more of one of those high scoring games, even if they have to do it on the ground, they've got a good running game, right? I mean, you forget that um, now Kyler hasn't been running like crazy, but they still have the number eight rushing attack this season with 128 yards per, per game. And they are tied for second in NFL rushing touchdowns. So the Browns are going to have to be careful there. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to go over the 30 and I'm going to go over the 400 yards. Okay. Scott, do you have a second prediction for us? I do have a second prediction. Who will have the most rushing yards, Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray? <laughs> I bring this up. Now, Kyler Murray has like 107 rushing yards this season. Um, but Baker Mayfield this season has 67. He had over 30 uh, in uh, two games ago. Uh, and I bring this up because we figure Baker Mayfield is going to be under pressure more than Kyler Murray. Um, the Browns have even uh, called, they've called actual running plays for Baker Mayfield this season. And it's becoming more common to see that. Um, so I'm wondering who, who ends up with the most rushing yards on Sunday. So this is really interesting because you have Kyler only rushed for one yard against the 49ers. Uh, I mentioned that shoulder. It makes you wonder if he's going to run a lot. And he's not running a ton this year. Uh, he's only rushed he rushed seven times in two of the last three weeks, six a week before. This one, man, that's a really interesting one. Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray more rushing yards. I'm going to go – I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to say – that it's Kyler Murray, because I think there's going to be enough situations where, um, where the Browns kind of let, he, he kind of takes advantage maybe of some aggression uh, by the ends. Maybe he finds a seam. I don't think he's going to run for like a hundred yards, but I think he ends up with more than Baker. Um, I think he ends up with more than Baker in this game. I, I Again, though, that shoulder, that shoulder is concerning. Is he going to want to take a hit on it? Is he going to protect it? Uh, you know, we've kind of seen that Baker isn't really out there protecting his shoulder much when he runs. Not at all. So, uh, yeah, I, I still think I'm going to go with Kyler. So Baker's had more scrambles this season than Kyler Murray. He's got 13. Kyler Murray has 10. Um, but I do think if, you know, if they go into this game with uh, – you know, with Blake Hans and James Hudson or whoever ends up playing uh, on the right side, it, I'm, I'm concerned that it's going to be a game where 
Baker's moving around the pocket a lot more. Now they'll, they'll game plan for that. Obviously you might see more rollouts and you might see uh, quicker throws. Cause I mean, Stefanski's going to protect Baker. He's not going to have a bunch of deep drops, him, you know, Baker looking downfield with issues on the outside. That's one of the reasons he's cited for wanting to run the ball at the end of the game at that third to nine draw play against the chargers. So there's that. I just, I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to say Baker just because why not? I think it would be kind of interesting if he does end up with more rushing yards and, and Kyle Murray now have more touches three Baker has the one. Uh, but I think I'm going to say Baker has more rushing yards, whether by necessity or plan or a combination of both. I'm back. Okay. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I had some parking lot uh, technical difficulties here. We're recording this uh, right after practice, like we always do on Thursday. And uh, Dan's over there in his car. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you? <laughs> and so, I'm in my car. So, so we'll was Mary Kay anyway. running around her car outside by, by your yeah, car? She might, like waving? she might end up with more rushing yards than Kyler and Baker. <laughs> um, all right. So Mary Kay, Scott's, I don't know if you heard Scott's before you got disconnected, yeah. but he was asking who's going to have more rushing yards on Sunday, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield. Uh, Scott went with Baker. I went with Kyler. Well, you know, it, it would seem, you know, that, that the absolute, first thing that would would come to mind would be Kyler but I can see why uh you know why you would wonder about that and I do think that Baker is you know sneaky mobile that's one thing about Baker that uh he's just way more mobile than he gets credit for and uh you guys probably talked about this while I was trying to get back on but when you have when, he, when you have Baker Mayfield playing against Kyler, did you talk about this? That he's going to, you know, they have had such a back and forth in their career about how Baker's slow and he can't run, uh, you know. So, you know, he might want to, you know, show that he has some wheels in this game a little bit. And he's also going to have to run. He might have to run out of trouble if J.J. Watt, who has a lot of pressures and hurries this year, and Chandler Jones are both in the game. This is a pretty good defense they're playing. So Baker might have to take off running from time to time. So this one is, uh, this is a good one, but for some reason, it's just like, I can't go against Kyler when it comes to just running the ball in a game like this, even though he's not doing a lot, I'm going to go Kyler. Okay. So my second one is a little bigger picture prediction here. And it it had to do with, uh, I told somebody that I was, I was leaning towards picking the Cardinals in this game, which of course would leave the Browns at three and three. Uh, but there's there's no reason to panic there because the Browns play between this game and the first Ravens game. They play a Thursday night home game against the Broncos. They host the Steelers, play the Bengals, play the Patriots, and play the Lions. So that's five games uh, between this game, after this game, and then the first Ravens game. So... I'm not convinced that the Browns can't lose this game and still be eight and three when they play the first of those back-to-back Ravens games. I won't be that aggressive uh, in this one, but I, I guess over under, if the Browns lose this game and are three and three, over under seven wins when they play the Ravens uh, the first time on November 28th. Now five games. All right. You're making, you're forcing me to do some math here. (laughs) So they would go four and one 
in those five games to get to seven, five and zero oh to get to eight. And then anything under that would be like three and two, two and three, something like that. Mm. So again, it was over under on seven wins over under seven, or maybe we're going to get that, uh, Ellis Williams, mega lock push of the week here. <laughs> uh. I definitely, if they lose to the, if they lose to the Cardinals, like the Cincinnati game in week nine, that's on the the road, that, yeah, that looks troublesome. Uh, But none of those other teams, I think, should be a worry. Like, you're going into all those games with a lot of confidence, I think, other than maybe that Cincinnati game, because they just, you don't know what you're going to get from the Bengals. <clears throat> they, they've looked, they've looked good. They look not good. And then you're on the road and I don't know, I expect a lot of points in that game. So, yeah, but I think even if they lose this game, uh, yeah, four and one sounds, sounds definitely doable over that stretch. Okay. So there it is. That's yeah. your, your Ellis Williams mega lock push of the week there. Mary Kay, what about you? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say the same because, I mean, these are all winnable games. Of course, I mean, you never know. You know, even when you look at the um, at New England game, you know, you're, you're always dealing with Bill Belichick and his brilliant defensive mind and what he's going to have in store for uh, the Browns. But, uh, you know, I think Jarvis should be back by will definitely be back by then. Uh, you know, you, you should have your tackles healthy by then. So they'll have more of a full complement. Uh I, I can see them getting to seven. So I guess I'm going to go with the uh, Ellis mega, <laughs> mega lock push of the week as well. I mean, yeah. and, and we, the Browns, like, I think Doug brought this up last week. The Browns are going to have that game where they, they're going to lose a game they were supposed to win or that you assumed they were going to win or that they were favored by a decent amount to win. And maybe that's that Bengals game in week nine. Uh, but over that stretch, you have a lot of opportunity for that game to show up because the Browns are going to be favored in all those games. Uh, so I think that's where one of those, one of those losses could show up. That's why I think I'm going, if they lose this game, maybe four and one is, is what you're looking at. So yeah. Mega yeah push. The, the Bengals game is the one I'm hung up on, especially after what we saw uh, against the Packers on Sunday. Uh, you know, that was an impressive performance. That was sort of a, even though they lost, that was sort of a, I don't know if you call it a prove it game, but like a, Oh, okay. These guys, these guys can hang with people game. Um, you know, the Patriots are interesting. They have a good defense, but Mac Jones doesn't really throw the ball down the field. That feels like a game where, where this defensive line uh, can, can really dominate. So yeah, it's kind of that Bengals game I'm hung up on, but I think I'm going to say that even if they lose this game, they're going to go into that Ravens game uh, on, on a hot streak. And I think they might have that, that little five game winning streak there. So that's, that's why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Mary Kay, do you have a second one? I do have a second one. I think we need to, uh, we, we have to do something with Odell Beckham Jr. Today, considering uh, that he has been the hot topic all week and what to do about Odell. Should they trade him? Are these guys going to get it together? Is he going to get more targets? because, you know, so much has been made of it and, you know, it's just in the, in the spotlight now, I think they are going to do everything they can to get him the ball. And it might not be from a a receiving standpoint. I think that Kevin Stefanski might do what he did, you know, in Dallas or in some other games where you start to get him, you know, you get him on some jet sweeps, you get him 
going on some reverses. You have, you know, do some other trick plays or gadget plays. Um, so I'm going to say, um, and you can split these up if you want. I'm going to go five catches, 80 yards for Odell Beckham Jr. in this game. And let's go with the over-under on that. Well, I'm going with the under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with the under because I haven't seen the over enough. Um, yeah, I again, tr- Baker's troubles getting the ball deep downfield in the and just for whatever reason, Odell not fitting into the flow of the game enough to come close to those kind of numbers. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think it's easy for me to take the under on this. Can I can I make an adjustment to this? Sure. Instead of catches, can I say he'll have five touches for 80 yards? Um, so like an no. end around, like that a, changes things. No, I, no, <laughs> no, you can't do that. <laughs> no, this has got to be Baker and Odell. Are they gonna Are they gonna connect for five? I tried. I tried. To, to is this okay. because this game seems like there's definitely gonna be a jet sweep on the first drive yes. with Odell. Like, yeah. It seems like that's definitely going to happen because yeah. they want to get him involved early. Yeah. And, but and if it's five catches, watching, I'm still going under. You're going to be watching Rondale more on the other side. They're going to want to steal some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go actually under on catches. Okay. Over on yards. I think they're going to get a deep ball to Odell this week. And I think that's going to help them get to 80. So it might be like a four for 82, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, so I'll go under on catches and over on yards. Now, since I traded Odell this week in a <laughs> no doubt in my mind that he's going to have like 120 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's just, my column is just not going to age well. I, you know, I just have that gut feeling that, you know, I'm just going to get hammered on, on social media for, <laughs> for that column, but it felt right in the moment. Like Scott and I talked about this a little bit already uh, today when we talked for a second uh, in the moment, it felt like the right thing to do. Now I won't say that I didn't wake up this morning going, oh, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I still, um, yeah, I still think like he's going to, he's going to be all fired up. Baker's going to want to get him the ball. The organization, they're all going to want to prove that having Odell here is the right thing to do and that that he's a dangerous weapon. And so I think they're going to try to get him the ball a lot, even in the passing game. So I'm actually going to go push here. I'm going to say five catches. I'm going to say five catches there. And I think he'll go over 80 yards because I do think they're going to nail at least one semi-deep one in this game. I mean, they, I mean, they've already had three games to prove that, to prove all those things you said. So I don't know what makes this week any, any more special. Um, but hey, it'd be fun if it happened. You know, I mean, I love a good comeback story. Yeah. All right. Uh, mo- moment of truth here. Uh, here's what we've got: Browns minus three and a half as we record this. Uh, they are favored in this game over the Cardinals. Now, again, like I said earlier, we don't know all the details of who's playing, who's not. Uh, all of that stuff, but Browns minus three and a half. And then they have the total on this game, the over under at 49. Uh, so we, we talked about that earlier with that, that 30 points for the Cardinals. So I guess you guys almost have to take the over 
because you were both going to go over on that number if I remember correctly. But uh, Browns minus three and a half. Who are we picking at this game? This is a tough pick. <laughs> this, is a, this, this is a tough pick, right? We have to make this pick when we do not know what the COVID situation is like. And I think that makes it really hard uh, because, I mean, it could be if it's like DeAndre Hopkins – and J.J. Watt to go along with, you know what I mean? To go along with Chandler. So we are kind of uh, flying blindfolded here. Uh, but I, I still, I, I, the Browns are at home. They're mad about their loss in L.A. They felt they should have gotten that one. They know it's important to uh, protect their home turf. I'm going to say the Browns are going to win. And I'm going to have to take the over on, uh, on the points. Yeah, I have not picked the Browns to lose this year. Um, on these podcasts, not that anybody's keeping track. Um, <laughs> and I kind of want to pick them to lose, but at the same time, they are, what, they're, they're nine, nine and two at home under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, and they've never lost back-to-back games. Either. And they've never lost back-to-back games with Stefanski as coach. Um, but I think that all ends this week. I think the Cardinals come in here and win. I, I'm going to say like, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be high scoring and I'll say like 36, 30, something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Although technically I guess they did lose back-to-back games to Kansas city, but who are we? To well, pick? I guess technically who are we to pick <laughs> like that? They've never lost back-to-back regular season games. How about that? Right. <laughs> or games in the same year. All right. So I don't know. I, I just have a weird feeling about this game. And again, like you said, America, it's, it's hard to pick games on Thursdays anyway, but especially when you've got COVID stuff swirling around, potentially you've got guys who we don't know who are going to play yet or not. Um, but you know, it, Doug was not able to be on this podcast, but I wanted to point out to him, you know, he always says some years you kind of just have a feel for a team and for whatever reason, and maybe it's because a couple of the games were just gimmies. For whatever reason, I've gotten it right so far this year with this team. So I'm going to trust my gut here, and I just don't love this game for the Browns. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. So I might, like if I were actually betting this game, I might take the Browns plus three and a half. But I think straight up, I think the Cardinals are going to come into First Energy Stadium. If Kyler Murray's healthy enough, if if key players aren't caught up in COVID, so DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler, you know, JJ, whoever, if these teams are close to whole, I think the Cardinals are going to come away with a win. The Browns are going to be three and three, but don't worry, Browns fans. Like I said, this team's going to be seven and four, eight and three when they play the Ravens um, for the first time. So a few days of panic before the Broncos game from Browns fans. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's just something about this Cardinals team. I've watched their last two games and even that San Francisco game where they only scored 17 points. I was still impressed with the way they played. Um, so just kind this of a team, weird gut feeling. This team held Derek uh, Henry to like 58 yards rushing in week one. I know they have not done well since then, but that actually <laughs> happened. 17 yards for like 58 or 17 carries for like 58 yards. Um, so, you know, that's, that's got to be in the back of your mind. Like they're going to try and copy everything they did in that game to slow down Derek Murray or Derek Henry to, to do the same thing against Chubb and Hunt. Yeah. Well, and you know, the chargers were 
effective in spots. Now Chubb broke a big one uh, at the start of the third quarter, but they, you know, the Chargers were able to stack the box a little bit in, in the second half of that game. And I think teams are going to start doing that until that downfield passing game gets going as well. So um, we'll, we'll see how, how the Cardinals attack this. All right, there we go. Our picks are in the books. And uh, again, that giant disclaimer, you might want to say, maybe we never know what we're talking about. I disagree, <laughs> but we definitely don't know what we're talking about today because who knows who's going to end up on this COVID list? Who knows uh, some of these statuses that we're keeping an eye on uh, on these predictions? But um, let us know what you think is going to happen. Uh, leave us a five-star review and, and put your predictions in there. Call your shots there um, in, our, uh, in the Apple Podcast Store. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. Make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber. Cleveland.com slash Browns the Blue Banner at the top of the page. Mary Kay and Scott, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.